You're listening to the Next Generation Gym Owners People and Profits Podcast, where we focus on taking your passion and turning it into your profits. Join us for interviews with business experts, industry influencers, and more. Let's get to it. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Next Generation Cheer and Gymnastics Owners Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Cotton, and today we are going to be talking about a really important topic for all of my gym owners, all of my entrepreneurs, and coaches. You can take this to heart as well. All this same stuff applies, um, but I'm really going to be focusing on the life of an entrepreneur and what it is that gym owners are going through. So we are going to be talking about self-care for entrepreneurs and gym owners. And before we get into the episode, make sure you've gone over to NG Cheer and Gymnastics Owners uh, and you've joined that group if you are your gym owner. If you are a coach, make sure you head over to the All-Star Cheer Coaches and Owners Facebook group. Head over to nextgenowners.com and subscribe for our blog where Danielle puts out all sorts of great inspirational blogs. Uh, She releases them on Facebook too, um, but it's always great to get those in your email. I read every single one and I'm always learning something new. Uh, The one she just came out with was absolutely fantastic. I loved reading it. Um, So make sure you check out all of those and you get subscribed to that list. That will also make sure that you stay appraised of all of the cool things we have going on with NextGen, which one of those things is you must Save the date for June 24th and 25th in Dallas, Texas for our industry almost breaking conference, you guys. like We have had such amazing responses to our conferences. And as we've grown, uh, our last conference in Las Vegas was our first, well, really our second effort to to have more of an all-encompassing conference where we Um, met owners' needs, and we met coaches' needs, and we had multiple tracks going on. And we're just, we're 10xing that when we go to Dallas, everyone. Like we are going to have a conference where you can bring your entire staff and they can get amazing training from industry experts and influencers. Uh, Some of my friends, some of the other NG owners, like friends and people we work with in choreography and all these other um, elements, people we bring in for stunt clinics, people I use for dream camps to come in and teach all these stunt clinics and uh, tumbling clinics and things like that. So we're going to have some amazing people there uh, to be training your staff and helping them become an amazing staff. And we are also going to have phenomenal uh, gym owners courses as well as gym managers courses. So we're really Uh, We're really stepping it up to make sure that everyone within your gym can come to this conference and learn an immense amount of information. So make sure you've saved the date for that and or just go get registered as soon as registration is open. It's going to be a phenomenal one. All right. So back to the topic, which is self-care for entrepreneurs. And being an entrepreneur is tough. Like It is a really, really hard job. Um, it is all-consuming. It is stressful, um, and it can be really easy to lose yourself along the way. It's really easy to engage in a lot of bad habits, uh, eating a lot of fast food, staying up late, not taking care of yourself, ignoring the things that you need to be doing uh, in your life, in your family, uh, because you're focused on what you're doing as a, an entrepreneur. And you have to take care of yourself. Like you have to do it. If you don't, you only get one you. You only get one body. You only get one health. Uh, you only, 
get one stab at your relationships really. And you can repair things, but like there are, you only get one shot at this life. And if you spend all of it working, which look, I love to work. I'm a workaholic. My wife would listen to this episode and Tori would be like, Hey Dan, the pot is calling. Uh, and, uh, you know, you're both pot in the kettle, both black, right? Like I, she would be saying I'm doing the same things, uh, in a lot of ways, or I definitely have. And I want to tell you a little story. So way back in the day, probably five years ago, uh, maybe even six, actually, I was sitting down with my good friend, uh, Chaplain Jim McGuire. And Chaplain McGuire was, uh, is the chaplain for the Beaverton Police Department. And uh, he was sitting down with me. Um, and it was, I, it was just after I was involved in a critical incident at work, um, and which is, is a pretty significant thing. And we were talking about my schedule and I was like, well, you know, I was, this was when I was coaching, um, a minimum of six days a week. I was in the gym. I was coaching three different teams. Um, and I was just trying to hold everything together at the gym by using myself as the glue on top of still working at the police department, which at that point in time I was working in the schools. So I was dealing with a lot of, of sex crimes and, um, child trafficking kind of issues of, of, images and things like that. And so I, I don't know if I was in the best, um, best space personally, and I would have told you I was great and I was fine and I had everything well under control. And I was talking to him about how I had a a three month run where I didn't have a day off. And he just really seriously said, uh, you know, I'm, I'm worried about you. Um, this is a really bad plan and you've got to make a change because even the best engine in the world, if you run it all day, every day without ever doing any maintenance on it, ever taking care of it, um, ever letting it rest, it's going to break. So it doesn't matter how great you are. It doesn't matter how strong you are. It doesn't matter how um, mentally tough you are. Everyone has a breaking point and some people's is longer than others. You know, I, I still maintain some of the stuff that I did was, was fairly impressive, but it wasn't healthy. Like I, I maintained for a really, really long time and it's okay to do it in short spurts, but to do that for years on end is not healthy. And in the end, it had a negative impact on me. It had a negative impact on, on my life and the decisions that I was making <clears throat> and the choices that I was making. So it's really, really important that you take care of yourself. And that was really his big thing to me was, Hey, Dan, you know, you've got to take care of yourself. And for me, I'm, I am a, a person of faith. So we were talking a lot about getting back to my, my faith and getting back to, um, my religion and my beliefs, um, which I had strayed from, but that's a, a topic for another day. That's a topic for at a conference over a drink. If you're interested in that, um, you know, for me, I'll have a, a water or a LaCroix cause I'm trying not to drink, uh, as much alcohol anymore. Cause again, self-care is important. So we had this conversation and it is something that has always stayed with me and is always something that I'm thinking about as I'm making decisions. And so we're going to go into my five key things you must be doing to take care of yourself as an entrepreneur. And I'll have a sixth extra one um, as just a, a throw out there. So number one is you must manage your time. Number two, you must have hobbies outside of work. Number three, fitness and diet play a critical role. Number four, get quality sleep. 
And number five, have a legitimate support system, which will lead into my sixth extra one just a little bit. All right. So starting with you must manage your time. Now, if you've listened to a lot of the episodes in the podcast, you know that I'm an individual who is passionate about time management. I think it is really important that you set schedules. Uh, I've given a number of different methods on the podcast of ways that you can manage your time and increase your productivity while also decreasing your stress load. Um, And it is really, really important that you find something that works for you. I'm a little bit of a mix of everything. If you're watching this on video at some point, if uh, we haven't blurred the background, you can see I have a whiteboard behind me with checklists and I, I track through the day and I check things off as I do them and then I erase them. So the board is never empty. It always, if you're looking at this, it, it probably looks like it's always pretty full. And that's because it is because I re I put things up as soon as I erase them. I put the next task on there. Um, but you've got to manage your time. So I actually have like my far left column is my things that I'd like to get done in that day. And then I typically use, um, I, I don't always use the Promodoro method in terms of only allowing myself 25 minutes, but I tend to use kind of a time batching approach of I'm going to give myself this hour to work on this thing or this 30 minutes to work on this thing. And I should do a better job of it. Like I don't always map it out because that takes a little bit of effort. And sometimes I'm, I'm busy and I don't sit down and I don't really plan out my day. And every time I do that, every time I don't plan my day, I get distracted and I do things I wasn't planning on doing originally. And that decreases my productivity and increases the amount of time that I'm working, uh, even though I may not have planned to. On top of that, you need to schedule like work hours. It's really important that you turn it off at some point in time when it, we talk about managing your time. You have to build in time for yourself. If you don't, as an entrepreneur, you will always find another project. You'll always find another thing to be working on, whether it be a new email to send or a new program to start or a text message you need to write or who knows? The The list is endless. As I said, I literally erase things from my board that's behind me and then I write something new up. The list is literally endless when you own a business, especially if you own multiple businesses like I do. You are always going to have something new to add to your list and that creates an unhealthy dichotomy within your life because then you're always working. You're never resting. You're never taking care of yourself and you are the most important thing to take care of in your business. Like, yes, your business needs to be healthy, but if you're not healthy, your business is likely not going to be healthy. So you've got to make sure that you are continuing to run efficiently. So managing your time is a critical, critical component of that. And that includes planning your time off or planning time for your loved ones. You know, last night I was able to just unplug and have dinner with my family and We don't do that very often midweek, but it's something we're trying to get to doing more regularly. And that's only going to happen if I force it to happen. Because if I don't force it, what I will naturally do is work more and work harder. Number two, you must have hobbies outside of work. Now, this was one of the hardest things for me to figure out because... Jim was like, Hey, what are your hobbies? And I was like, I don't really have any hobbies. Like every hobby I had, I turned into a business. So, uh, I, or I turned into work in some way. Um, I've always loved shooting. I've always loved firearms. Well, then I became a 
range master where my entire job was teaching people to shoot. Um, like that was a huge part of my work. So every time I was out just doing what I enjoyed, I was also analytically looking at it from the perspective of a range master. Um, cheer used to be my hobby when I was a kid. Now it's my life. It's my business. It is everything I do. Um, I used to like making movies and editing videos. And now I have a podcast and I, uh, you know, do production in that way. So it's like every single thing that I do, I turn into a business. And it took me a while to realize that one of my hobbies is cooking. I love to cook. I just really enjoy making delicious food. Uh, I enjoy learning how to make things. And it is a hobby for me. And I have some things that I make really well, some uh, recipes that I've created. And I've had people be like, man, you need to sell this. Um, I have this steak sauce that I make from scratch. And everyone's like, you need to sell this thing. This is so good. You need to bottle this. And one, the profit margins aren't good enough on selling a singular sauce. And two, I just love making it. I would rather make it for the joy of making it and sharing it with people I love and care for than I would turn it into a business. I'm sacrificing my hobby. I also like to play video games. Now, there are people out there, there are you know billionaires who would say, no one ever became a millionaire who plays video games. Well, that's not true. It's actually a lie. There are people who play video games who are millionaires, um, but and maybe even multi-multi-millionaires because they are in the video game industry. Um, but I play it because I play video games because it's nice. It's a way I can just kind of unplug and and not be working and just do something that can be frustrating, but is generally fun. Uh, you know, I don't fish. I like to I like to get out in the wilderness. I like to hike. I like to do things like that. I don't do it as much because I'm in Oregon. So, you know, half of the year it's kind of nasty out. Um, but find those hobbies. If you like to hike, get out and go hiking. Uh, if you like to fish, go fish. If you like to hunt, go hunt. Like things that can get you outside are even better hobbies to have because they there is a lot of science behind interacting with nature interacting with the world and you being more fulfilled. So have hobbies, find those hobbies. And if you don't have one, then go back to one you used to have. You know, I used to play guitar and I should probably pick it back up and, and play, even though I was, I was not good, um, and learn how, right. That would just be a hobby. It'd just be something I could do, uh, creatively to be a hobby, or maybe I take up reloading, uh, ammunition, you know, that's a hobby that people have. And I would just be doing it for fun and for the process of learning it and getting better at it. So find hobbies, have hobbies and protect those hobbies, participate in those hobbies. It's good for you in the long run to make sure that you're caring for yourself, uh, utilizing your hobbies. All right. Number three is fitness and diet play a critical role. All right. You have to be taking care of your body. Now, I'm not saying you have to be, you know, super, you have to be 7% body fat and hardcore fitness pro, but you do have to find ways to include exercise in your life. Like you don't have to go crazy hardcore, but you need to be physically active because being physically healthy is going to help you be mentally and emotionally healthy longer. Is it the only thing? Absolutely not. But you've got to be thinking about that. And on top of that diet, diet plays such a key role in our overall health and longevity. And it is one of the hardest things to maintain in the cheer industry because we are open 
during dinner, basically, right? Like, and if you're like me, you start private lessons or you start coaching or doing things around four and no one wants dinner at four o'clock. And then I coach straight through. So I'll coach 4.15 to 9.30 with no break. So I'm either eating after practices or I'm eating during and I'm ordering something if I haven't prepared and I haven't brought food with me and I haven't thought about, you know, what is my my diet going to be, I end up Uber eating food to the gym, which is better than, you know, just stopping at Taco Bell on the way home every night. But it's still, it's eating out. You know, I can get some healthier options, but by the time I'm ordering food at 7.30, 8.30, some of the places that have I would eat at that are healthier, have closed, or I don't want to pay the delivery fee or whatever, right? But you've got to be thinking about this and diligently working on maintaining proper fitness and proper diet. And it can be as simple as walking. It can be as simple as getting your body moving throughout the day. Again, if you're watching video and you can see my full room that I'm in, we have a walking treadmill at our desk. And is it the be-all, end-all? No. But in Oregon, where it is rainy, it's really nice to be working on responding to emails and uh, writing things that we need to write up or working on a Canva document and just be walking on the treadmill, right? It's just it's getting us physically moving instead of just sitting in a chair the entire time. And it is it improves my mental state. I find that when I am physically active, I'm mentally sharper. I feel better. Uh, I feel more accomplished about my day just by being physically active. So make sure that you are thinking about you know, what is your fitness level? What are you doing to maintain some level of fitness? And how are you maintaining a healthy diet? You know, eating good foods that nourish your body. And I don't want to go into a bunch of like, you know, different diets, keto diet or, you know, the carnivore diet or the vegetarian diet or Mediterranean, like uh, that's not necessary to talk about. You need to have a healthy diet. You need to be taking care of yourself. And at the end of the day, we all know that eating McDonald's and Burger King and Taco Bell and like fast food, which tend to be the things that are open when we leave the gym every single day is not healthy. That's, That's a really high sodium, low quality food diet. Um, do I love some Taco Bell once a month? Yep. Do I regret it in the morning? Every time. So uh, just make sure that you are thinking about what you are eating, especially like it becomes even harder when you travel. It's so hard going to competitions. I'm going to be traveling starting on Thursday. I will not be home for a week and a half. Like I am going to be traveling constantly from the time I leave for cheer sport to when I come back from NCA nationals. So I am going to be eating out a ton. So how am I going to do that and maintain a healthy diet? I also know that I am prone to sweets. That is like my Achilles heel. I love sweets. Um, it is. I've had a sweet tooth since I was a little kid. It's the worst thing. I wish I could get rid of it. Uh, I had a very good friend who didn't like sweets. And he was like, yeah, no, I'm not into it at all. I would way rather have you know, this raw avocado. And I'm like, man, I'm jealous of that. Like, I wish that that was the same level of satisfaction for me as, you know, having uh, a fruity, chewy candy is for me. Uh, it is a it is a real challenge. And I've been working to, I mentioned earlier, you know, change some of the things that I'm putting in my body. I, I stopped drinking energy drinks back last October. And you know what? I feel better. 
I do. I feel better not having those energy drinks all the time. I do drink coffee, um, but coffee is a lot healthier than those energy drinks are. So I drink coffee. I have like one, maybe two coffees a day. Um, I've kind of started to really just abstain from alcohol. Uh, not that I ever had a problem. Uh, I've, you know, had my ups and downs, uh, post college, I drank a little bit more and then I stopped drinking as much. And then post my deployment to Iraq, I was drinking pretty consistently. Um, and I was like, no, this isn't good. I don't want to do this. So I, I, I slowed down and it switched it to just being kind of the weekends. It was a, you know, come home from a shift cause I worked graveyard and I'd, you know, have a couple beers and I'd have a couple drinks and that just wasn't healthy for me. And then COVID happened, right? And you're home and you can drink a little bit more. And so I started drinking just more recreationally. I really like whiskey. So I was trying different whiskeys. And the next thing I knew, I was having a drink a night uh, or two drinks a night. And I'm like, man, this is just not the healthy route for me. And so I just tried, hey, I'm just going to stop drinking. And I made it from October through late December. Felt great. Had some drinks over the holidays just because, you know, social time frame and it was nice to have a drink. We also were in the Bahamas and who doesn't want to have a delicious beverage sitting by the pool. Uh, so we did a little bit of that. And then after New Year's, just, uh, well, really after Vegas conference, um, you know, stopped and haven't been drinking since then. And I don't really have any desire to go back to it. I mean, I do crave a drink every once in a while, but like, these are just, these are conscious decisions that I'm making that lead towards overall health. Do you have to follow every single one of these? No, you don't, but you can do it. Like you, you can do some of the ones I'm doing. You can do none, but I'm actively working on these things too, to try and improve my overall health, my overall wellness. And everyone's body is different, right? Like some of you, you have the, the genetic livers of champions and you can drink and not be hung over the next day. Me, I have two drinks and I don't feel good the next day. It slows me down. It makes me not as efficient as I can be. So I just don't. I drink a lot of water and I drink LaCroix, which I used to hate, but I've trained myself to like because that's what I drink instead of an energy drink when I want something kind of carbonated and tasty. Um, and you know, you can make those lifestyle changes if you are diligent about your fitness and your diet. All right. The next one is one of the hardest ones in the cheer world. And I is super hard for me is get quality sleep get quality sleep. I'm a night owl. Um, I wake up in the evenings. Uh, it is probably a symptom. I, I don't know. Something about my body got rewired when I used to work graveyard. And so now nine o'clock hits and I like wake up. I'm very rarely tired at nine. I'm tired at around two o'clock. That is my, my worst challenging point of the day. If I'm most likely to try and lay down and sneak in a nap, it's around one o'clock or two o'clock. I just, I hit that wall. It's like post-lunch. Even if I don't eat a bunch of carbs at lunch, I still want to take a nap. Well, when I was still working my full-time job, I was getting around three and a half to four hours of sleep a night, which is not healthy. Like I could do it. And back in my younger days, I didn't care at all. I was like, let's go. Um, but as I've gotten a little bit older and a little bit more seasoned and my body is not quite the same as it used to be, I've noticed I fatigue a little bit faster. Um, I've noticed that those three-hour nights of sleep are not nearly enough. 
So make sure that you're getting quality sleep. The average person needs between six and eight hours of sleep to really reset their body. And it is such an important part of your overall health. Like sleep deprivation is tied to so many different things. So make sure that you're not depriving yourself of your sleep. Protect your sleep time, which means get off of your phone. Don't check your emails. Like one of the biggest changes I made is when it is kind of that bedtime. I, I'm not that perfect person who doesn't have a TV in their room. But when it's getting close to bedtime, I'm not doing anything with my business. I'm not checking emails. I'm not looking at my text messages. I'm not getting on social media. I'm not doing any of that stuff. Because those are the things that are going to get you a endorphin dump when you get that email of someone who's mad or even someone who's super happy. You get that that upper lift and excitement and then it's hard to go to sleep. So I really recommend that you avoid those things and you create a decompression routine for yourself at night, whether that is reading, that's meditation, that's prayer, that's you watch uh, your favorite show for 30 minutes and then you turn the TV off, but find a way to decompress and get your brain ready to to gear down and rest and recuperate so you can hit the next day really firing on all cylinders. So, so important to get good quality sleep and take care of yourself. Most of us, as I talk about Jocko Willink a lot, I really respect his leadership principles, but he's a freak of nature. The fact that he can go to bed at midnight and get up at 3.30, 4 o'clock in the morning and start his workout every single day He's just a freak. There are some people who can do that health in a healthy manner, but the majority of us can't. Okay, There are people who are genetically different, and that's okay. It doesn't mean you're lesser. It just means that they're lucky, right? Like, I'm not going to be able to... I'm not going to have a, a 36-inch ver vertical. I'm not that... I'm not that human. I don't have those genetics. I'm never going to play offensive line for the Kansas City Chiefs. I wasn't built that way. That's just a genetic reality. Um, so it's okay to be different and it's okay to be normal and need six to eight hours of sleep. Now, is it good to be able to function when you don't have your full amount of sleep? Yeah, it is. You got to be able to turn it on. Like I'm a big believer that you you need to have that mental fortitude in the moments that you need to be you know, mentally tough to push through those those difficult moments. But if your entire life is you pushing through, you're going to break down faster. All right. The last one is to have a legit support system. And this can be so hard in the cheer world because all of your friends outside of cheer don't understand what it's like to be a cheer owner. And they are like, well, or gymnastics even, right? They're like, well, it's just gymnastics. It's just cheerleading. Like they don't understand what it's like. And even your staff and your employees, they don't understand what it's like. So it's really hard to surround yourself with people that understand what you're going through. But that doesn't mean you can't surround yourself with people that support you. It is important to have people who care for you ultimately as a whole, as a person. And so having those people in your life, even if they're outside of cheer, is actually better. I would say have a support system that doesn't involve only people in the cheer world because that's going to help you realize that there's other things out there. It's not just cheerleading. Uh, I have always felt this way about police work too. I think one of the things that kept me so mentally healthy with all the horrible things that I saw being a police officer for 16 years was the fact that I had 
cheerleading was the fact that I got to go work with kids and help people achieve their goals and achieve their dreams and have something to be passionate about beyond just being a police officer. It kept me from being solely consumed by the law enforcement world and only having police friends. I've also maintained friendships with my best friends from high school. Now, you may not have that. You may not have that ability. But finding friends that are outside of the cheer world who support you and care for you and will be the people to call you out and say, hey, Dan, you're not really taking care of yourself, dude. I'm, I think you're messing up. Like having a gym, right, whether that be you having your pastor or a best friend or someone who can call you out, who can tell you, hey, I think you're goofing up on this and you're going to listen because you know they're coming from a perspective of care and concern for you is so important. And if you don't have this built in, then get a counselor. Go to therapy. I have no qualms in admitting I go see a therapist. I see them once a month right now. Um, I've seen them more often because I had things I needed to work on. And a lot of it stemmed from law enforcement and other things like that. But I needed to talk to someone. I needed to have someone completely outside who could call me on my crap, who could also tell me I wasn't you know, that messed up. I wasn't that broken, uh, which is how I felt sometimes. And... And just talk me through things and give me resources and give me help and guide me on my journey. So if you need that, find a therapist. There's no shame in going and talking to someone. There are great professionals out there who are trained to help with these things. And being an entrepreneur is stressful. I would say 50% of the time I talk to my therapist, we talk about things related to we talked about things related to police work. And the other 50% of the time we talked about things related to being an entrepreneur and how that impacted my family and everything else. So it's okay to go see someone, to go talk to someone. And if you don't find the right person to start out, go find another one and you can pay for it. Like, yeah, my insurance doesn't cover mine. My insurance doesn't cover my therapist. I pay for it out of pocket because it's worth it. It's worth it to have someone completely outside who can guide me and hold me accountable, right? So having that, that that's my number six. That's kind of the, that was the extra one I wanted to touch on is seek out professional help when it comes to therapy. And although I, there are definitely some times that in next gen, I, uh, a coaching call can be a, a minor, a small therapy session. We're not trained therapists. Uh, and our goal is to diagnose and identify issues in your business and help you solve those and therefore then help you. Um, and we can talk you through some of the struggles cause we've been through it ourselves, but we aren't, we aren't trained therapists and that's not what we do. So go find someone who is trained in that but surrounding yourself with owners is one of the best things you can do as an entrepreneur. But that's easier said than done. Oftentimes, the groups that are supposed to be that safe haven for owners are not are filled with non-owners. There's cheer moms and there's coaches and there's all those things. And not that their opinions are bad. It's not bad to get coaches' opinions on things. They don't have bad opinions. But the reality is, is that it's just like a parent right? Like if I'm a part of a parents group and there's a bunch of non-parents in that group, their opinion, although potentially valid, is not coming from the perspective and understanding of someone who's ever been a parent. And it is different until you've been a parent or until you've owned a business, you don't fully understand what it's like. 
And so surrounding yourself with other owners and meeting other owners and having that support system is so important, which is why we really protect our NG cheer and gymnastics owners Facebook group. So cheer and gymnastics owners do have that safe haven to go to where it is just owners. Uh, and we are pretty fiercely protective of that. It's also why going to things like our conference is so huge. You got to go and meet other owners and make friends and socialize and meet those people and build your community and build your network uh, because it's really important. And I recommend building a local network. I have one. I have local gym owners that are just friends that I can commiserate with and talk to and chat with at competitions. And we can talk about score sheets and all those things. So building that network is so important. And that's something that we at NextGen are motivated and, and believe that we can help with. You know, I've, I've talked clients through some rough stuff and I've had friends talk me through some rough stuff and without positive coping methods, you're going to be drifting aimlessly in the wind as you encounter the challenges of being an entrepreneur, the challenges of being a business owner. You're going to not know kind of where to turn and where to where to solve things. So having these positive coping mechanisms, these positive influences and steps in your life will literally be life and game changing for you. You've got to manage your time. You've got to have hobbies outside of your business. You've got to maintain some level of fitness and maintain as positive of a diet as you can. Get quality sleep and have a legitimate support system so you don't feel like you are going through things alone. All right, as you leave this episode, real real simple assignment. I want you to take the six different um, areas that I said you need to make sure you have dialed in. I want you to write each one at the top of a paper. You must manage your time. You must have hobbies outside of work, fitness and diet, quality sleep, and support system. And then I want you to write a one on one side and a 10 on the other under each one. And then I want you to rate yourself on a scale of one to 10, how well you think you meet that, how well you think you manage your time. If you're perfect, then you get a 10, right? And rate yourself on each one of those categories of self-care. And if you are below a seven in anything, I want you to write down steps that you can take, actionable steps that you can take tomorrow to improve that system to improve that self-care system and take better care of yourself. Write out those ideas. If you need ideas, you guys reach out to me. I am a Facebook message away. Um, I have gotten multiple messages from owners I've never met before, future owners I've never met before who have asked questions. I respond to every single one of them. Send me an email, dan at nextgenowners.com. Uh, shoot me a Facebook message. Let me know if I can help. I'm happy to help you strategize some ideas um, because self-care is as important to owning your business as having great systems, right? This is just another system, but it's a system for taking care of yourself and you are a critical component of your business. All right, everyone. I hope you enjoyed this episode. It was a lot of fun to record. Make sure if you are looking for another great cheer podcast that you check, check out the Let's Talk Cheer podcast with Jason Larkins. Amazing content, amazing guy. Uh, you got to check it out. Phenomenal stuff there. Get registered for our conference as soon as registration opens. Again, June 24th and 25th. You are not going to want to miss this one. And as always, please share this podcast with anyone, whether they're a cheer owner, a gymnastics owner, they're an owner of another business, anyone you think might get something out of this episode, share it with them. 
I give you this information because I just want to help and I want to see you be the best version of yourself you can be. I want to see your business be the best version of itself it can be. All right, you can do it. You got it. Make sure you're taking care of yourself and you're taking care of your business. And with that, we'll catch you on the next episode. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Next Generation Gym Owners People and Profits Podcast. If you would like to be featured on our podcast, click the link in our description to apply. If you're interested in joining NextGen, visit our website at www.nextgenowners.com. And lastly, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast to make sure you don't miss any future episodes. Thanks for listening.